Hey there, welcome to the Lead Bold Podcast, a place where we engage in incredible conversations with amazing leaders in ministry and ministry partners as we encourage and challenge one another to live fully into what God is calling us to be. For each episode here on the Lead Bold Podcast, we focus in on what we call the three W's when it comes to talking to our guests. The first W is a word, something that has been given to them or been put on their heart by God about working in ministry. Two is a warning, something that they have learned from, can share insight for, or can even kind of open up vulnerability about failures and places where they have room to grow. And lastly, wow, a time in their ministry and in their walk with Jesus where they have been blown away by what God has done and what he has taught them. Let's jump into our episode for today. Our guest today is none other than Tara Beth Leach. Tara Beth just served as an incredible partner with us at her home church, uh, Christ Church of Oak Brook, where we had our Chicago conference for Lead Bold early in this month of November. Uh, Tara Beth is a pastor at Christ Church of Oak Brook in the western suburbs of Chicago. She also previously served as a senior pastor for the First Church of the Nazarene of Pasadena, or PASNAS, in Southern California, and has pastored all over Illinois as well as New York. She's a graduate of Olivet Nazarene University and Northern Theological Seminary. Tara Beth is a regular writer for Missio Alliance and is the founder of Ecclesia. She writes and speaks widely about women in ministry and church leadership. She's the author of Emboldened, Radiant Church, and 40 Days on Being a Six. She has two beautiful and rambunctious sons and has been married to the love of her life, Jeff, since 2006. You can find out more about her, obviously, at TaraBethLeach.com, but we're so excited for you to lean into what she has to say in our podcast today. Today, we're talking with Tara Beth Leach. We're picking her brain about her word, her warning, and her wow. And I would just say, wow. For those of you who maybe find yourselves a little discouraged because maybe you're in the wilderness or you're just not seeing the abundant fruit of ministry that we all want, this will be a good word for you. Uh, Tara Beth will help slow you down and just really listen for where God wants you to be. So. I will encourage you to get a notebook because you're going to want to write some of this stuff down. Thanks for joining us. Well, hey, 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 everyone. We are back with our Lead Bold community talking on our Lead Bold podcast. I am here with my co-host slash producer slash editor slash troubleshooter <laughs> slash fix all the problems, Aaron Handley. Hey, Aaron. Hi, everybody. That's far too many things on the list. I'm really just here to gain the wisdom. You know, that's my excuse. I'm here to help, but honestly, I'm here to really just soak in all the goodness. So I'm glad to be here. And to be clear, it is too many things, but they are all true. I mean, it might be too many things, but it definitely <laughs> is true. Um, we are eager to welcome our guest, Tara Beth Leach. Hi, Tara Beth. Hey there. Thanks for having me. We are real thrilled to have Tara Beth, especially because what you don't know is that this is like at least our second, if not third time trying to get this recording. Last time, <laughs> all of Tara Beth's devices were possessed, I think. I mean, that's all I can say. There was a lot of weird things happening. <laughs> Insanity, insanity. And hopefully, hopefully we're good because, you know, otherwise you just might never invite me back. Well, that would never happen, but yeah, yeah, you know, that's right. So Tara Beth, our audience obviously already got to hear the official who you are, where you've come from, what you're doing. But just before we jump into our three questions that we like to ask, give us a little bit about like what's going on with you right now. What are you really excited about in this particular season? 
You know, I'm in such a sweet season right now where I am getting to come alongside of women that are 10, 15 years younger than me that are just starting out in ministry. And I'm able to come alongside of them in a way where I can now impart some of the wisdom that I've received along the journey um, and encourage them. And I'm doing this through a ministry called Propel Ecclesia Coaching Ministry. And it's just such a thrill to watch women come alive and their calling. And that that's, you know, probably like you, Andrea, like it's something I didn't have when I was their age. And so it's just a thrill to see a groundswell of women. Yes. And thank you on behalf of all women in ministry for investing, um, for making yes. a place for that. So you already spin quite a few ministry plates, obviously, as a pastor, as an author. Um, I feel like that's pretty common for people who are in ministry. There's so many opportunities. Um, bef again, before we jump in, can you, like, how, how are you managing all that and juggling all of that? I won't say balance because... I believe balance is a yeah. farce, but uh, how, how are you doing that? Could you give some advice to women who are trying to prioritize and make room to make significant impact like you're doing? Absolutely. You know, there's just a, there's so many different layers to this for me. Um, but first of all, it all comes down to support systems um, and support systems that help me um, navigate the many plates that I'm spinning and also help me say no. And so oftentimes the temptation is, is to just say, yes, everything comes our way because we believe in the myth of scarcity that if I say no, another opportunity won't come. And I think one of the most courageous things that we can do is to allow other people to come alongside of us and embolden us, empower us, encourage us to give our best yes and to say no when we need to say no. And so really that's, that's some of the most important things for me um, and to not surround ourselves by people that enable us to just keep saying yes. And um, cause you know, there's been seasons in my life where I said yes too much and I'm, I'm playing, I'm essentially playing with fire. Mm. Um, it's, it's like a game of how much can I take on before I hit a wall and we've got to surround ourselves with people that help us say no. That is so powerful. I think as women, especially we, we kind of feel like this push, like you said, not only scarcity mindset, but this push of like having to be amenable and like sweet and accommodating. And that like, I think having a support system that helps us make healthy decisions and healthy no's is really, really excellent advice. It's great, Tara. Beth. Thanks. Well, my guess is, well, you did say that you learned that the hard way a little bit <laughs> and been in seasons where you said yes too much. Um, one of the things that I love about these conversations on our podcast is that we do get to learn from each other. So I want to jump into our three questions that we talk about, things that you've learned along the way, and um, just dig into them with how all of us can apply these to our lives and our own stories. So let's start off with our first one, which is what is your word? If you had a word that is meaningful to you or kind of describes this season right now, what is it? Yeah, my word is faithful. And this has been my word for years uh, because faithful is so different um, or countercultural, I think, to the ways that the world and culture tells us to go about. Um, faithfulness is, is it, it cuts against um, this, this drive to achieve um, for worldly success. Um, faithfulness is, is learning how to follow the call of God, even when it 
flips upside down this idea of success and achievement. Um, faithfulness is moving towards the call of God and the ideals of the kingdom, um, even when it doesn't make sense. That's a really important distinction. Um, being in, it sounds like what you're saying is being in a, a calling that is maybe in a ministry setting where it doesn't look successful to the outside world, or even to yourself, it might not feel successful. I'd love to hear um, just some, what would you say to women who are finding themselves kind of in that grind? And, you know, sometimes when we don't see the fruit, we question if we are in the right spot. Like we we have the desire to be faithful, but how do we evaluate, like, are we being faithful or is God like, yeah, I'm not showing fruit because <laughs> you, I'm asking you to do something different. Can you talk a little bit about that dichotomy? Yeah, it can be really challenging because in the wilderness, I think is when we're most vulnerable to the lies of the enemy. Um, you know, we, and this, this is just so scriptural. Like when we see, whenever we see the people of God in the wilderness, they start to tell themselves stories. Mm. They start to question, they start to say, you know, you think all the way back to the Israelites and you see them, you know, turning to Moses, man, like Moses, like at least when we were like under the grips in Egypt, like we had food. Yeah. Remember when it was so great when we were slaves? (laughs) Right. Remember when it was so great when we were slaves and, and now like God faithfully part of the Red Sea and we went through and now we're starving. Um, and I think, you know, in the wilderness, we start to tell ourselves narratives and we even see like, this is, this is the temptation that Jesus faced when he was in the wilderness. Um, you know, the, the enemy was, was seeking to pull Jesus out of faithfulness to take the shortcut, to take the easy way. And so he was, you know, putting in the face of Jesus, well, Jesus, like you, you don't have to go to the cross. Like you could take a shortcut to glory. Um, if you would just turn this stone into bread, or if you would just, you know, climb to the top of this tower, like there's, you could have all everything. You don't have to go to the cross. And so faithfulness calls us to, to, to kind of the long haul type of work Mm -hmm. and to pay attention. What are the lies of the enemy? Um, and what are the narratives that I'm telling myself that, that maybe are seeking to get me out of this or get a shortcut out of this? Um, and so it's, it's a matter of discernment of surrounding ourselves, uh, with people that help us stay grounded in reality, um, and grounded in, in God's truth and scripture. That's huge. I think what you shared too, just, it is, it is counterculture to be faithful. It is counterculture to be patient. It is counterculture to wait. I mean, when I'm like watching a YouTube video and it takes a second or there's an ad, I'm like, oh, come on, right? Like we are such a culture of of transaction, right? Of like, I do something and I get something back. We're, we're a culture of of passing back and forth and reciprocation and the understanding that we serve not like a transactional God, but a really transformational God means that understanding that his timing, his plans, the long haul, as you said, it is truly against what we are as humans surrounded with, right? It is yep. counterculture, which I think is so important to know. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. And it's a good reminder that it yeah. is a constant pressing against that because it's counterculture. Like you're saying, Tara Beth, the constant re- reevaluating, what is this narrative? Is it a true narrative? Is it a false narrative? And I'm struck by how you so easily brought up again, those people that we're surrounded with. You said that even before we jumped in to our questions about the people in your life that help you say good yeses and good noes. But then in this too, the people who are 
helping us reestablish the true narrative and knowing that there there is fruit there. And I think God does let us see that fruit, even if that fruit isn't attractive to the world, you know, quote unquote, the world. Absolutely. I think about, you know, many people probably don't know that are listening in that I was a lead pastor at a church in Southern California. And from the outside looking in, it looked like the golden plum to many people. Um, and it, it proved to be a really challenging season. Um, but in particular, near the end, uh, when my parents got sick, my dad had, was diagnosed with stage four cancer, my mom, Alzheimer's. And we were feeling the call to come back to the cold, dreary Midwest and care for my parents. And so, and we, we knew that that was a faithful thing. We knew that God was calling us to honor my, my mother and my father and to care for them. And to so many others, they, you know, I, I heard that, like, why would you do that, Terabeth? Like, why would you ever leave Paznez? Like, mm. why it just, you're moving backwards. Mm. Um, but we knew the faithful thing was to come back and trust and see what God would do with this. And, um, and it was, it was two years of the wilderness. It was two years of challenges. Um, but God, God, that's, that's the thing. Like when we're faithful, like we discover the gift of the faithfulness of God to us mm. over and over and over again. That's what we have discovered is the faithfulness of God to us. Yeah. That's a good, that is a good word. I like that one. Faithful. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's, you know, it's at the heart, it's at the heart of, I think, what we all desire as people who are leading, um, people who are trying to follow God and trying to further his kingdom and his, make way for his transformative work in us. I mean, faithfulness, faithfulness is huge. Um, So along the way, as you've been faithful, I'm sure that you've learned some maybe difficult lessons, maybe easy lessons. I don't know. Does anybody learn easy lessons? I'm not sure. I don't think I do. (laughs) But um, one of the things we always want to ask too is this word warning. Like if you could go back to your former self and give her a warning or just put a gentle warning out to those, like you said, that are maybe a little bit, a little bit, um, not quite, you know, to where you are on the road of this journey, what would you say? Yeah. Take one faithful step at a time. Nice. And what I mean by that is, is, is slow down. If I could go back to my 24 year old self, I would look at her and I would say, Tara Beth, you have gifts to teach and preach. You have gifts to lead. And also don't be in a hurry for all of those gifts to be expanded and grown and exploited so quickly. I was in such a hurry for opportunities. I was in such a hurry for open doors. I think that at times that I was, I was almost, I was desperate for them and impatient for them. Um, And it's understandable because, you know, of course, like when we have gifts, like to teach and to preach and to lead, like we, like our gifts want a home. They want a landing place. That's such a good way to say that. You know, they want a landing place. And so sometimes I think that we forget to wait on the Lord and we forget, forget for those right opportunities that we make rash decisions and we make quick decisions and really like what God asks of us and what God wants of us in faithfulness is to take one faithful step at a time, just one. Um, and I think at times when we're young, we're trying to sprint 20 steps at once. 
Yeah. So do you, Erin, I'm going to put you on the spot just because you're of, of the three of us, you're the, you're the youngest. Uh, but what <laughs> okay. I, I feel like there is um, a really tricky mindset that especially women in their twenties and thirties are, are dealing with where there is so much, not just pressure, but I think the, their purview of the world in some ways is even bigger than it was, you know, 20 years ago when I was in my twenties. Oh, well, maybe 30 years ago. <laughs> almost 30 years ago. But um, uh, maybe could you just talk a little bit about that? Just the the pressure that is there to sprint, like Tara Beth is saying, like, where, what do you see that? Where do you see that happening? Yeah. I mean, even from the, the top of this episode, I think uh, there's this feeling like you have to kind of be all things to all people as opposed to being obedient to God. Mm. Um, and there's this push and this pressure to make sure that like, especially in a ministry setting, because you don't want to be someone who, you know, because especially as women, we have felt like we are on the outskirts or have been left out. Like anytime we get an opportunity, it's that scarcity mindset, right? It's crazy to think that for as much as these incredible ministries are growing ones like Tara's and um, Eclexia, like all of that, there's so much of that happening, but there's still a scarcity mindset because there's still we're still in this in this push to see women be in a place of partnership versus kind of service and execution in ministry. So I definitely feel that pressure. I think a lot of it comes from trying, like I said, to kind of, as opposed to like Tara saying, there's this fear, this dichotomy of, yes, I am serving God, but by serving his people, I kind of have to be all things to them versus being exactly who God made me and taking those careful steps. I also think, and this is why lead bold is so important in, in ministries like Tara Beth is serving and is so important is I feel like a, just now we're starting to see mentorship grow in a really substantial way that is ministry focused, as opposed to just like, this is an, an older gal who has like something to teach me about life. We've got people who are ready to like bring visibility, bring advocacy to people's gifts and give them places of opportunity. So I think that we're seeing that move away by these amazing programs that are coming. But what we can't deny is I think more cultural than individual is that push to kind of be all things, be available, be amenable, be sweet and fun and accommodating, like all of these pieces that I think still hold pressure on all demographics of women at any age, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So good. Tara Beth, do you, um, does that resonate with you in terms of the, the cohorts that you've been leading? Are you finding yourself speaking into these women to, to kind to, to slow down, to be okay with just that one, one little step at a time? Yeah. And I think helping women like understand what, what faithful ministry looks like. And that it's really confusing, I think, for a lot of women right now in a social media age where there's a lot of influencers with big platforms and there's a temptation. I think that's one of the lures in the wilderness is to go after the bigger platforms and thinking that's what faithful ministry looks like. And again, it's understandable because their gifts want a landing place, their gifts want a home. And if they're not getting it in a local context, they're going to look for it in other ways. Uh, and I think sometimes there's, there's almost like a scratching, like at the doors for influence. Uh, and I want to say, you know, slow down, like, um, your gifts, like your, your local, your, your local neighborhood, your mm -hmm. local church, like mm -hmm. also needs your gifts. I definitely feel that 
that like kind of you can see that eagerness in the younger demographic mm-hmm. of exactly like you said trying to kind of be in a position of of prominence thinking that that's the answer when in and of itself i think any of us could say that at a certain point in time you're you're giving so much of yourself away in that space and it yeah. isn't necessarily always about and this is not a dig on anyone but at a certain point to to keep up appearances it's less about ministry and it's more about being an influencer right being kind of this personality versus like you said actually making an impact for the kingdom right. and finding the finding the middle ground on that is so hard for anyone at any age but i do see our young women in ministry struggle with that piece a lot. Well, and just to jump on that too, I was going to say that I do think it's relevant to any age because there's always some reason, probably coming from our false narrative, that makes us want to scratch at the door. If you are older, you're like, if I don't figure it out now, I'm running out of time, (laughs) you know? Uh, So, or, you know, there's, I think it's a broad application um, to a lot of our listeners to be, to be thinking about like, where am I pushing it, forcing it, scratching at the door? Like where does, um, ambition, like appropriate ambition and responsive obedience, where is it that, and where is it desperation or trying to, uh, satisfy these other needs in us that are, you know, where we're compensating for our wounds or our false narratives, whatever on and on. I could go on and on. Yeah, no, totally. Yes, good. Okay, so faithfulness. So those tie so well together too. Faithfulness all around and then really getting down to the nitty-gritty where faithfulness plays out is taking that next faithful step and having the criteria for it be am I listening to God? Am I following what he wants? Is there some other reason, you know, that I'm doing that? Um we you know, Aaron kind of mentioned this Lead Bold is a place where we get to hear stories and we get to come alongside each other wherever we're at and be that network and, you know, be those voices Um, and being able to celebrate each other. So we always want to close with this question of like, where has somebody wowed you? Uh, Or, you know, and in that, of course, God has probably wowed you, but uh, let's celebrate what you're seeing um, in leaders today, Tara yeah, I'm gonna tell you a story about uh, Drew. She's she's a woman that I'm coaching. She's a worship pastor uh, in Boulder, Colorado, and uh, she stepped into a sticky situation. She followed a long-term worship pastor uh, that she had been mentored under, and so it's you know, as a woman in leadership, like it can be this new experience to realize, like, oh, like I'm the adult in the room now. I'm in charge, and in that like learning to embrace like that your true like authentic self and live and lean into that authority and i remember on a coaching call with her she was she was really wrestling through you know like trying to trying to fit a um a, a square square hole and you know she's the round peg like it just she was trying to be somebody that she wasn't and you know her worship leading was very spirit led and more contemplative and she was telling me about that and I said Drew you know it 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 sounds like maybe God is like asking you to embrace and lead in the ways that only you could lead and to not be someone else and I said what if what if like God has already given you permission to do that <laughs> like permission And she just said, whoa, like just this idea of like permission is just so mind blowing to me because like for so long she'd been living under the authority of others and seeking their permission. Mm -hmm. And now God was unleashing God's permission in her life. 
and she came back the following week and she, she experimented, um, and allowed the Holy spirit to, to work through her in ways that she had not done before. And she was just so excited to tell me she was so on fire, on fire. And, you know, I think that's, that's, that's a word for all of us. Um, sometimes as women, we feel boxed in, we are unsure, you know, like we don't want to be too feminine. We don't want to be too manly. But in there is an authentic leader, an authentic pastor, an authentic preacher, whatever it is, there's, there's a, there's a way that God has called you to lead, um, in ways that only you can. And my hope for all women is that we would learn to lean into that because God's given us permission to do that because God created us in a very particular way and has given us the power of the spirit. And so lead in ways that only you can lead. That is a big wow and such such a thing to celebrate. And for you to get to, you know, I love how it's full circle. I mean, you are getting to speak in to her. And I think in some ways we can celebrate like how great is it that God, you know, the spirit gave you the words to say and that you've been at a place where you've had to learn that lesson of being under God's authority and not having to get permission from other people. And then for her to get to see that growth. I love that. Yes. I think permission is like the chains on a lot of women in ministry today is feeling like they cannot, feeling like they have a true, like a call, a connection, an ask from their savior that they don't have permission to execute, don't have permission to express in in the place that they're serving. And it is such a powerful recognition that, the person who has all of the, the authority to give permission is God and navigating when it is important to lean into that being the significant piece versus maybe what is more like, this is not meant to like encourage people to be combative, but in the sense of like, if the Lord is leaning into this, he has given you authority to, to enact it. And so yes. finding the balance of the right community and support to, to be able to express those things is a place where I think a lot of our listeners and a lot of the leadable community often feel the tug is I feel God's permission in this. I don't necessarily have the support where I'm serving. And it's, it's such a important thing to remember where authority really comes from and what that Amen. means for us. Amen. So good. Yes. So I want to kind of pull back a little bit too. And um, so that was part, she's somebody in the cohort that you're coaching or in your coaching circle in the cohort. Tell us a little bit about more about what you're involved in there. And I'm going, I'm going to say it wrong. Let's get the pronunciation straight. So I'm saying it right. I know. I I always want to say Ecclesia, but you didn't say it. Oh, I thought you said Ecclesia. Ecclesia is how you say it. Okay. All right. You heard it here. Ecclesia. Yes. Okay. Tell us about that because that's a big wow. And I'm guessing Drew is one of dozens of wows that you've been getting to see and be a part of through that. Yeah. You know, for me, it's, I didn't go in ministry to talk about women in ministry. I never dreamed that this would be the path that God would have for me. And yet, you know, over the last couple of years, it started to turn into like one of those faithfulness and obedience things. Um, where this became such a recurring theme, you know, and I'm sure you, you, you both get this a lot as well. A lot of young women coming and asking for mentoring and coaching and like, we want to, we want to take them all. Uh, and also like our capacity is like, I can't. Um, but at the same time, I felt such a responsibility to create spaces, pipelines and pathways for 
women with these gifts to help them in their journey to live into flourishing, to help them navigate the, some of the challenges that we've experienced along the way and, and impart some of the wisdom and learning. And so in May of 2021, I went to Chris Kane. I said, hey, like, I've got this idea. Let's do this. Um, and a year later, we launched our first cohort. It's a six-month cohort and coaching program where um, we, we, you know, we offer women, uh, we, we get webinars from scholars and preachers and pastors and one-on-one -on -one coaching and in-person summit. And so we saw uh, 70 women our first round um, totally unleashed. Um, and then, you know, moving into, we're, we're going into our next round with 155 women. And again, it's just this groundswell of, of young women who are incredibly and profoundly gifted. And we just want to come alongside of them and help them live into their full potential for the good of, and the flourishing of the church and God's kingdom. I give you snaps. That is a huge So wow. cool. Yeah. So Whoa. cool. It's an amazing, well, and it, amazing it's such group a, and volume. Yeah, it's a, it's a testament to nurturing those seeds that God gives us. You know, I don't know how long that was. How long was that an idea that you had before you voiced it? A couple of years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I would say like in general, like I always like the last five years, I've sense like God is saying, like, it was just such a consistent theme where it was like, okay, God, I get it. Like, I'm supposed to help women. Like, <laughs> um, because it was just like, knock something new is knocking on my door, like weekly, sometimes daily. Mm. Um, and so it really became like a faithfulness, obedience thing for me. Well, then that just brings us full circle with this whole conversation that we've had. And, you know, and it, and it reminds me too, that you're living out that idea of really one little step at a time, because you didn't, you know, you get the idea and you didn't just run off like, okay, I'm supposed to do this. What does this look like? Like letting it marinate, letting it be in God's timing is so huge. So thank you for being somebody that not only has shared with us what you're learning and seeing, but, but then we hear the stories in your life and we know that you're living that out and that is so valuable. So appreciate that so much. Thank you. Thank you. So we do a thing where we always title our episode, um, something that's come up in the episode. And then we tell the guests that they have to then go write their autobiography and that has to be the title. So if that's cool with you, um, cause you've, you've got a few books under your belt now. I mean, it's time for an autobiography. So I don't, you know, mine are usually ridiculous and stupid, but mine is not this time. I, what do you have, Erin? I was going to say, I love the sentiment of my gifts need a home or my gifts want a home. Yeah. Um, it's just powerful in the sense of like the journey of finding the right place to, to, to exercise that faithfulness to God's call. I know mine's like kind of like sentimental this time. Sometimes we throw out some crazy ones, but that's the one that came to me this time around. Yeah. My gifts want a home. I love that. Yeah, that really fits. I just wrote um, in it for the long haul because I feel like the yeah. the ideas that you've been talking about are, you know, the long game, so to speak. And that is so healthy and so good. So love it. So I don't know. Right. We'll we'll let we'll let Erin pick since she since we'll as let, I yeah. said she has all those hats she wears. <laughs> one of them is also pick the title and post it up on the website. 
Um, yeah, we'll let you chew on that and then decide mm, which one you want to write. Yeah. And then, you know, you can give us Perfect. a nice little forward in the back. Yeah, after. we're going to so, need no that. Way. We're going to need that <laughs> ASAP. Get, yeah. get that going. Love it. Um, so uh, Tara Beth and I first got connected because she was our keynote speaker for our very first Lead Bold conference back in 2019. Yes. And we've roped her back in to be part of our, our very first ever Chicago conference happening at the beginning of November. So uh, Tara Beth, thank you for being a consistent voice in our community. Thank you for saying the faithful yes that is um, opening you up to be pouring out to other women in ministry. So thankful for that and appreciate you being with us today. Thank you for having me. And I cannot wait for Lead Bold Chicago. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you all for tuning into another episode with us here at Lead Bold, especially with our amazing guest, Tara Beth Leach. We hope that this word, warning, and wow has been um, inspiring to you and given you um, a place where maybe God is speaking into your life. We encourage you to check out more about Tara Beth. You can find out uh, more about her at tarabethleach.com, but also feel free to dig into one of her very very wonderful books, um, just incredibly transformational work, Emboldened, Radiant Church, 40 Days of Being a Six. She's just an incredible part of this Lead Bold community. And until we see you next time, keep leading bold.